following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line, Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome to a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys here at the Star in Frisco inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Okay, we introduce Mickey, and we introduce Rob, and we introduce Bill, and we've got a special guest in studio as well. we got Cubby in studio also. Everson Walls What's going joins on? us. How you doing, Everson? I'm doing good, man. I was on a tour, self-guided tour, and I found myself in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see you guys. I decided... You know, I was going through people's drawers and stuff, and, you know, rumbling through their drawers. What a great week to have Everson Walls in here because he played for Bill Belichick once upon a time. This is good timing, isn't it? I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yes. You now, know, he's a different Belichick now. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's not the same. How's yeah. he different? Uh, he's, like, power hungry. <laughs> you know, it's almost scary. He wasn't that scary back in back in New York. Well, I mean, he when you got there, he just got started, right? Or, no, hey, no. If I'm not mistaken, he had uh, he was part of the '86 Super Bowl no, team. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he was that. I'm pretty sure he was coordinator. Yes. For that team, uh, young coordinator. Yeah. And you know, back then, you know, he didn't have the gray hair. You know, he just looked a little younger. Like and you a, know what? He even did <laughs> interviews, too. I remember yeah. going there in 85 or 86 to do a story on the Giants. I was in the locker room. He came walking by, and it's like, uh, Bill, can I ask you a couple of questions? And kind of looked at Parcells. And <laughs> That's the most amazing part of it. Parcells <laughs> let him do yeah, the interview. And, and, and he actually, and actually answered a couple of questions, and really well, too, by the way. He couldn't wait. You yeah. were waiting on someone there. And I was naive. I didn't know, you know, that, no, that he didn't talk or Parcells didn't let guys talk, you know. So, yeah. He's had a crazy path. Jerry talked about him on the radio this morning on the fan. That about, was a pretty funny story. Found him in a ski lodge. That ran into him. He was he just got off the slopes, and he at the time he was looking for a job because he he got let go by Cleveland, and he said, okay. "Jerry, keep, it, keep me in mind." Not only and, let go, I mean, but he was the head coach there yeah, in Cleveland and let yeah. go, and it's worked out well for him. Well, when you say let go, I mean the whole team like <laughs> disappeared. Right. So <laughs> it's true. Right. You say let go. I mean, you know, at least he didn't disintegrate just, with the Browns yeah, themselves. Jerry, Jerry said he was in line to rent skis for his grandkids, <laughs> and he goes, "Some guy." Behind Behind me, it's got all his stuff on, and he goes, "Hey, I'm Bill Belichick." You know, you know what job he found shortly thereafter. That mm-hmm. you know, with the New England back Patriots, with the Patriots, yeah, right? with the Patriots. Yeah. Well, well, In fact, not just back with the Patriots. He was that was his first time with the Patriots. '96, he became the assistant head coach and defensive backs coach, and then the next year, the Jets uh, for three years, and then head coach starting in 2000. Yeah, that's that's when he and Parcells had their little yeah. thing. Right, because he was yeah. supposed to take over for Parcells, yeah, right? Yeah, Parcells mm-hmm. vouched for him. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm the GM. Yeah, I got this. In, I got this, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is, I got this in my back pocket. And Belichick's like, no, I'm I don't going think somewhere so. else. <laughs> he, I think he was worried about the sale of yeah. the team. He Th- wasn't really, that's good. He yes. wasn't really – he had gone through this whole team disintegration thing with the Browns. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, his kids were being threatened 
in school, he had they had to have uh, you know armed security guards. Wow. Yeah, picking the kids up from school, taking them to school, picking them up from school. He didn't want to go through that crap again. He, you know, Browns fans are crazy, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> historically crazy. I'm mm-hmm. talking Youngstown, Ohio, and. You know, we're talking the. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're talking about gangsters, and, and, and not not just the crazy ones that are dressed no, up like dogs in the dog no, pound. No, no, we're talking some real serious boys. dogs. These are real dogs. <laughs> yeah. So, so how was Belichick today? He went on for twenty minutes. You know, for a guy that's known as not very effusive, he talked a lot. But everybody's. So he pro- did a conference call today. Yeah. He did with okay. the local media here. Eight Every- in the morning, didn't you? Were you no, up yet? I, I was up, but I wasn't on that conference call. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should be getting a transcript of it, but everybody's a problem on this Cowboys offense and defense. Dak's a problem, the running backs, the tight ends, the defense. He was very complimentary of every phase of this Cowboys team, as you would expect him to be. And if you go back and listen to last week's uh, or, or read <laughs> last week's transcript yeah. when they played the Eagles, everyone in the Eagles was a problem. And the Jets and, before yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the Jets, right. everyone's a problem. And the yeah. Ravens and right. Lamar Jackson, who turned out to be a problem for them, <laughs> That, that yeah, only one week. team has been a pro- real problem for him, and that was a couple of weeks ago. And that was the Ravens, who put up 37 points on this number one defense in the league. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. And they uh, ran on them, too. I, I think but that's then, really think how the, they did it. The quarterback ran, I think right? it's really yeah. – that was like the first game where I've seen Belichick get out coached. He wasn't he, – it's like he wasn't expecting – that that's because he was saving it for what the postseason oh yeah he does that <laughs> he does that yeah but but you know he didn't save it for the jets why didn't he save it for the jets i mean he could have easily let them kind of stay close but i guess the cowboys made him nervous so yeah. what was it like playing for him oh it was it was it was uh how can i say it it was eye-opening only because I had been around smart coaches before, amazing coaches. You know, everybody knows my coaching resume, Coach Rob, then Tom Landry, one of the smartest coaches in the history of the NFL. You know, he comes up with your own defense, you know, to stop a particular player. Uh, and it, it, it resonated for decades. And now you've got Belichick, who is the most uh, – how can I put it? Tom Landry did everything himself. You know, he just, uh, hey, I'll study this. I'll just give you the information. Okay, trust me, this is good. These are the kind of things that Tom did because he's just, you know, micromanaged. Uh, Belichick was different. Even though he does micromanage in his own way, he would uh, designate different players to for certain tasks. So, you know, you're going to take a look at the quarterback. Every time he comes up and, and before play action pass, Let's see what his mannerisms are. So there's a tail. He's looking for tail. You know, lick your fingers. I don't care what it is. You know, maybe not lick your fingers. You know, he's going to hand it off. Uh, We found out about Buffalo. You know, the only time it was very key for us, a key play in the game, just simple things. We found out in the Super Bowl that uh, the only time Jim Kelly went on the center is when he's going to hand the ball off. They never did play action. Never. Unless he's in the shotgun. He's going to throw it, maybe hand it off. But when he's under center, 100% run. And wow. we, had, we had a third and one, and we stopped him. And he would assign ball. players oh, yes. to do yeah. that? Did you not, get not one? so much scouts, but players. What, 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 what did he watch you to his fight? Favorites. I bring him an apple every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was uh, – mine was the mannerisms, uh, the tails of the quarterback, just depended on the, the game itself. Uh, I was always a, a wide receivers and splits guy. You know, splits to me, that was always my best friend. Depending on where you lined up as a wide receiver, especially if you're the outside receiver, it's going to tell me something. 
I'm going to get a, a key off of that. So mine, what I was really good at was alignments of the wide receivers, and then that would tell what route, you know, what routes we can look for. So that's, you know, just little things like that to where, okay, I didn't do this for you. You did it, so now you know it. Now you know it. Now you know it. And now we're like, you know, we're all coaches. So mm-hmm. when he's not on the field, we got this in the huddle because I got Carl Banks, Mr. Mr. Smartass uh, from, <laughs> from Michigan State, my buddy, my buddy. Um, you know, you had guys like Pepper Johnson. The linebackers were very key. They were the guys that really, uh, they were the heart of our team. They give Lawrence any of those responsibilities? Yeah, LT was yeah. good. LT was, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, LT right. was good. You know, the, he's very instinctive as a player. And when it's all said and done, he's kind of like Randy White. You're like, oh, to hell with it. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I got this. I'm, uh, I'm just going to do it myself. You know, they were like that, you know, when you get in some serious situations. But, you know, when things are going well, no, they are, you know, he was on track. Uh, he and Banks and the linebackers were always in sync. So, Sometimes in the back, I didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. As a safety, I had nothing to do. They called me in one time and said, hey, you're not doing anything. I said, I got nothing to do. <laughs> I'm back here. We're shutting down Marino. We shut them out. Barry Sanders was afraid. I've never seen Barry Sanders look scared. <laughs> he didn't want to play against us. So, these, you know, when you're up there seeing all of that, you do kind of get lazy back there. I got a little lazy. So, so you were playing safety then? Well, it was on third down. Okay. No, right. so I was I back there. So that know. was appropriate. All you had to do was be, just, yeah, just make sure be safe. Look, look there, for right? a, f- a fumble to pop out. You know, <laughs> sometimes helmets would pop so out. So did he do the same thing <laughs> you know, when he was a head coach then? Yes, yes, same thing, no doubt. You think he's still doing it? Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah, that's why that team is always in sync. When you look at the defense as, as good as this one, mm-hmm. you know, as bad as good as the one in 90, you're looking at a team that – you know, no one's out of place. Now, you might make a play on me one-on-one during a matchup, but no one's out of place. No one's no missed assignments. You know, all. one of the traits that you can tell that Bill Belichick looks for in a player, because he studies the draft like nobody nobody's business, and he remembers those players from four or five years ago, and he'll pick, eventually pick them up. When Kyle Van Noy is let go by the Lions for some reason, here's a second-round draft pick let go, he snaps him up, and he's a primary player on the defense. And one of the big reasons is because he's got it upstairs. Well, he's right. smart. It's Everson the, Walls is like that. You it's know? the the whole do your job thing was, right. was that his thing back yes. then too? You no, know, I mean, you better do your job. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> the the, the, uh, the level of tolerance these days from coaches is amazing to me. I've seen DBs just whiff on the on the play. You know, big running backs come, they make that business decision. We weren't allowed to make those business decisions back in the '90s and '80s. It just, you weren't allowed. Either you throw your body in there. Or you're coming off the field. You know how Tom was. They yeah. didn't play that crap. Yeah. You're not gonna sit up there and get get you know, you can get beat, that's one thing. But if you're just if you're if you show that you are hesitant, you know, that you're not willing to go all in, yeah, it, it showed on the on the on the on the film and then they they'd run it back for everybody to see, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's kind of embarrassing. So they would <laughs> shame you if into making plays. They don't they just don't do that these days. Sort of like the uh play on Jarwin's touchdown against the Giants a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when Janoris Jenkins gave him the Olay. I saw yeah. that. I saw he that. He want no part of me. And you're talking about a guy Jenkins. I mean, this is a this is a good player. Yeah. You you you're supposed to you're supposed to handle yourself better than that. Show me you gotta show the younger players on the team that, you know, I'm all in. I don't care what the score is. And these are the times when coaches like Belichick and Tom Landry would judge you. I'm judging you now when we're beat, we're getting beat 35 to, to 13. How are you playing now? 
and they would that that's when you better show me that you are ashamed of where we are right now and that at least you have the pride to do something about it. You better show me that on film. And they are looking. Back in the day they would look for that. This this wasn't those nice moments they have these days. We we were adversaries management and players. Yeah. We were adversaries. I I remember. We were not friends. (laughs) (laughs) We were not friends. (laughs) You didn't go out to dinner with Tex, No, (laughs) none of that. If somebody, if they invite you out to dinner, then you better take a look out with you because they're going to stab you in the back. Something bad is going (laughs) to Oh, that's funny. So you played for Belichick at the Giants, and then when he became the head coach of the Browns, he snapped you up. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I was I actually it was like two lovers meeting in the in the in the, in the night or something because I was I was like get me out of New York. You, you know, got your Super Bowl it ring. It had gotten ugly. It had gotten <laughs> ugly. Parcells had gotten his angioplasty. He left. Belichick left, and here comes Ray Hanley. George Young said he had everything under control, and it was the worst. Al Groh was our defensive coordinator. It, it, it just then they brought in uh, I can't remember this old coach from New England. Oh, he was so old. He was so old, and he came up with we confused him on cover two. That's what we run. How do you get confused on something that that's our staple? It was just horrible. It, it wasn't. Was it's not a good sign. It was horrible. <laughs> so I don't know why this name came. It wasn't Earnhardt, was it? No, Earnhardt oh, was. Earnhardt, uh, yeah. That was. Uh, I believe that was the uh, offensive coordinator. Oh, he was yeah. offensive. Yeah, yeah okay, he was yeah. offensive. Yeah, Hanley had to make one decision: who was going to be the quarterback, and he he canned Sims, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was. It was almost like going back to the quarterback controversy. It was Dallas. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had the same feel. You know, we were just floundering. We, we were just we were like fish out of water. So, do you think that to this day he? Because it seems like a lot of his defensive coordinators get hired. Like Matt Patricia mm-hmm. gets hired mm-hmm. in Detroit. Did he allow them to be the defensive coordinator? Or was he the defensive coordinator? And he told them what to do. Well, with he and Nick Saban, yeah, they they were both together. Still, still very young guys. Very young coaches, and, and he and Nick, they were together. They were a great tandem. So they thought alike, and mm-hmm. you, as you can tell, whatever happened to Nick style. Saban? Yeah, no, I think he, <laughs> he's doing okay. He bombed out, went down the college level. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that amazing? They were so together. he would have gone from there to Michigan State, State? and then Miami, and then. Uh, right, Dolphins. Well, he's at LSU. LSU. Dolphins, yeah, too. Dolph- yeah. Oh, LSU, correct. I, I actually uh, the LSU you know, and then the Dolphins. And yeah, then. I had to call him after uh, after he he uh, won the championship with the Dolphins, and I had to apologize because you know when they let me go in Cleveland, I was a little upset. <laughs> and then I'm going home uh, on the plane. Just so happened he's on the plane with his family. Oh no. <laughs> and yeah, and, and you know, so I'm I'm still you know my my lip is down on the ground. I'm just dragging on the ground, and here comes uh. Uh, this this short dude, he comes up with a big smile on his face. I'm like, I recognize this guy, but it doesn't look like Nick Saban because he's smiling. <laughs> I've never seen him smile. You know, it was vacation time. It was off season. He was a different guy. He said, man, my family's in the back. Why don't you come meet my family? <laughs> And, you know, I was like, I was kind of still mad. I wanted to be mad at him. It wasn't his fault. But, you know, I was still feeling that that release. You know, I, I still felt the blade from getting cut. And, uh, and I, you know, I wasn't as, as cordial as I should have been. And I remember after he won the championship, I called him back and congratulated him and also apologized, you know, for that last meeting because he was genuinely happy to see me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, you know, it's not me. I'm, I'm, I almost brushed him off. 
But, uh, yeah, I had to call back and apologize. So that would have been his first championship. That was his first at championship. At LSU. That's correct. Yeah. And yeah. he's only won five since then. Now, how many in the LSU did he? One. He got one. One and just three. three. Just yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, went to the Dolphins, and then at Alabama, it's been 09, 11, 12, 15, and 17. But it doesn't look like they're going to do it this year. Mm, 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 Well, Everson Walls is our special guest here on Talking Cowboys, and we will continue in a moment and get his impressions of this current Cowboys team. What do you say, Mickey? You want to do that next? real good. All right. We're Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open down. Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Cowboys host the third annual Christmas at the Star, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, from this Friday through December 21st, taking place at the Star in Frisco. Enjoy free, family-friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. For more information, visit the Star in Frisco. Dot com. It's a Tuesday here on Talking Cowboys. 
Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios. What a beautiful day it is Man. outside, by the way. We should take this show outside. Vicki, you going to put your headset on? You yes. Join us here. There we go. There we go, Mick. <laughs> I was just going to let you go on. Okay. <laughs> you want to get a picture by the Christmas tree? I know that you're planning it. Yes, you're, absolutely. You're, you're planning your picture with Santa Me Claus, Santa Claus in his lap. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's in whose lap? Who's... Oh. <laughs> Everson Walls is with us uh, here today as we get you set for Cowboys and Patriots on Sunday. And um, let's uh, address uh, Brian's situation. As uh, as you know, on Twitter, Brian brought us uh, tweeted out yesterday that as of yesterday, he is no longer an employee of the Cowboys. He wants to thank the Jones family for an incredible opportunity. They put me on the world stage, and I'll always be grateful. I'm looking forward with anticipation to my next challenge here very soon. I'll say I uh, thoroughly enjoyed working with Brian, and um, in fact, when he first uh, made the transition into broadcasting, I helped him a little bit. We did some draft preview stuff. I can't remember how many years ago it's been now. It's not that long ago, but uh, as Derek Eagleton pointed out in his tweet later in the day, uh, he's the type of person that anything you ask him to do, he'll do it for you, and uh, I, I wish him well. I have not had an opportunity to talk with Brian. I decided, like many others, just as this was going on, that um, you know, if he wants to reach out to me, great. But um, but I just it seemed like a private thing, and so I haven't talked to him. But uh, I want to publicly say how much a pleasure it's been for me to work with him. Hmm. We, had, work with him we also, actually yeah. had yep. we actually had two tours of duty because yep. he was a scout when I first started uh, working on the Cowboys website, and then. Came back and worked with us. So, yep. yeah, it was yep. a pretty good trip. Yeah, I just want to thank him for everything he's done for me. I feel like I learned something every time we were in studio with him. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of fans and listeners have been asking us about him the last couple of weeks, and we just we really wanted him to have the opportunity to express that, and he did so yesterday. So, yeah, absolutely we wish him well going forward. No, I enjoy working with him. Uh, I like his angle. It comes from the management angle sometimes. As a player, mm-hmm. you know, all you think about is how it affects the players. I like his uh, aspects and where it comes from, and uh, very informative. Every show, he, he tells me something that I had no idea. I didn't I didn't think of even coming from that angle, and that's, that's the way he was. And yep. you were doing the pregame show with oh, yeah, him, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He took over. He took over. <laughs> big, big voice. I'm like, man, this guy's intimidating, man. I'm just listening to him. He must know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, that's that's the key. The way I look at it, I, I speak with authority on whatever I talk about, whether I know what I'm talking about or not. If, sounds you, if good. you say it with authority, oh, then good. it makes it sound yeah. like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Scare everybody else away. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Alright, um, I want to get Everson's impressions on what he's seeing with this Cowboys team right now, and specifically this Dallas defense. What are you seeing right now from this team? Man, that defense, oh my goodness, they're so inconsistent. It just, just, how did uh, Gene Stallings say? Gene Stallings, it chaps my ass. <laughs> how inconsistent they are. And, you know, for a team that I was hoping for, an, a unit that I was hoping would, you know, they would be the igniter of, of every game. You know, we can't wait on them every game to, okay, now we're fired up. Uh, it reminds me of the 81 team. I'm sorry, where, where am I going? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the 2016 team uh, that uh, when Dak and, and was that Dak and Zeke's rookie year. Yeah, yes, sir. This is the team where offensively we were clicking, I mean, every week. And defensively they played off of the offense, and that's what they're doing now. I do not like that. I think, uh, you know, 
You've seen other teams that are good, that are consistent. And those teams that are good and consistent and at the top of their division, defensively, they are playmakers. Okay? They don't make – they don't miss tackles in open space. Fundamental things. They, they're, they're looking for the ball. They're looking for opportunities for turnovers. And I'm always, you know, the thing about interceptions, but any type of turnovers, strip sacks, fumbles, when it's on the ground, be ready to jump on it. Expect for plays to happen. For a the new addition of, of uh, Chris Richard to come in and to bring that culture and for him to say that, hey, the, 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 the plan is good. You know, the plan is, is good. I, I've got to set up for an interception for every pass play, but then we don't have any. So the plan is good. Hey, what you're talking about, all we got to do is look across the field at the New England Patriots uh, on That's Sunday, and you're going to see point. a team that That's takes the point. football away on defense. 28, mm-hmm. by far number one in the league. 28 takeaways. I mean, and we're in 10 games. Just over halfway through. Yeah. And, I, and when you look at something like that, uh, as a coach, as a player, you know, you have the talent. It's not like I'm, I'm on the uh, Cowboys 87 team where we were, you know, dwindling in talent, age, age, we were going up in age and things of that nature. And, okay, you, you're asking uh, teams to summon something that they don't have anymore. This team has it. They are young, okay? They are talented. And so it's just not being uh, focused and harnessed in the right direction. I've said it many times, turnovers are contagious. If one person gets a few of them, then that next person next to him or that plays his position or plays uh, uh, on, the, on the linebacker position, he's going to say, I need some. I've, I've known that since high school. I got a few interceptions in high school. Next thing I know, this guy wants interceptions. Mm-hmm. I got some interceptions in college. I watch this guy get picks. I'm like, I, I got to do that. That's how I keep my scholarship. Uh, That's how I'm. I'm, I'm uh, how can I say? That's how I'm. I'm uh, invaluable to the team. What is my value to the team? I want to increase my value to that team. You That's know, and that I mean. was um, Jerry's take this morning on his radio segment, talking about the defense and pointing out that when it came to yards per game, they were seventh in the league, or are seventh in the league. But he said the thing that's separating us from being that next-step defense is takeaways. Mm -hmm. And and if you look at what they've done, and these last two games I think are somewhat troubling uh, because they've given up 27 and 28 points in in back-to-back games and 27 to a backup quarterback, right? So that averages out to 27.5 points over those two. Over the first eight games, they were only giving up 17.7 points a game and really only had the one bad game, and that was the Packers. And the takeaways really helped out the Packers score Mm -hmm. that many points. Mm -hmm. So they had been okay, still didn't have enough takeaways, but these last two games, somewhat troubling. And, And the troubling thing that I think has been consistent is allowing quarterbacks to run the football. If I remember correctly, uh, the Lions had 121 yards rushing, and 51 of those was the quarterback. So you can deal with 70 yards Mm -hmm. rushing, but you Mm -hmm. can't let the quarterback get away when you knew going into the game that 
The quarterback was athletic, and we got to make sure we keep. He him was in their the leading rusher of the week before against <laughs> yes. Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> with four four speed, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, and and Everson mentioned the tackling. I, wait a second, hold on yeah. just a second. The quarterback's not going to run this week. Okay, we're, he's we're not going to stop that. that quarterback from running the football <laughs> this week. Okay? He's known for a lot. That's going to be the priority. I've seen some awkward looking figure walk running down the field with, with his number on, but yeah, he will run. But just better watch <laughs> out for the quarterback sneaks. Right. Yeah, watch out that. Philly special too. Quarterback yeah. sneak. Yeah. He's going right, go for ahead, one Rob. yard. You know. Well, Everson mentioned the tackling. Jerry mentioned it. We mentioned it yesterday. That has not been a consistent part of their defense this year. In the run game, Mickey mentioned with mobile quarterbacks, they're not as consistent tackling as they would like to be. And that's the that's the big thing I see in the games that they've lost or that they've struggled in. And that's coaching, man. Yeah, that's coaching, man. Yeah, it, I mean that's all it is. You put emphasis on tackling. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football player. You're a football player. I know Cook is a great running back, but I'm a hell of a defensive back. I'm a hell of a linebacker. I'm a hell of a defensive lineman. I, I can bring this guy down. Everybody knew he ran hard when he came into the game. That was nothing new. And it's, it's one other thing that that concerns me. And I've always said this about turnovers. I was on Drew Pearson's show the other day, and he talked about you know they you know how they brag on you when you're on the show and talk about how those interceptions. He said he said. He says, he said, man, when, when you would get the interceptions or when our team, because we led the league, when we would get an interception, the offense loved it because most times all these guys do come in and do a couple of running, running plays, and next thing you know, you're on the 20-yard line, and Drew Pearson's got a touchdown, a quick slant. You know, you beat the guy on the fade. That's easy work. You, you, that's a mm-hmm. four-play drive. Mm-hmm. Have you seen how many plays we have to run during a game mm-hmm. lately? We always start off – Inside the 25, at least, mm-hmm. we run. We use every play in the playbook to get a score. The only game they didn't was the Philadelphia game, and that was the first time all season they went six games without starting an offensive drive in the opponent's end of the field until that game. That's a lot of pressure on your yeah. offense. Yeah, that's that's right. just way too much pressure you go on the your whole way, right? I don't care how good you are. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to figure this out. Slay, we, we, we were attacking Slay with Cooper. Well, eventually Slay is like, hold up, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to take a shot here. Maybe he might run a curl. I'm going to jump it. Mm-hmm. And see, those things, good teams will make that play. He should have made the play. I believe, I believe that was Slay that missed him. It, it was. He did. Right in his – good teams are going to make that play. And now, all of a sudden, you're down two scores or maybe three scores. And this is a better team. Now, you're talking to Patriots. You might be talking – we saw Green Bay. We cannot take this for granted. We cannot come out like we've been coming out. Offensively, that's a whole other story. But to me, defensively, anytime you have a good team and you have a good quarterback, that quarterback gets extra opportunities to make up for any mistake because his defense is going to give him another chance. I'm glad you brought that up because I looked up all the every game this year from the Pats and counted it up the number of times they've started offensively inside opponent's territory or the 50-yard line. What did you say the Cowboys have won? Well, there was the first time it was the Philadelphia game. Yeah. yeah, 24. 24 times Tom Brady's had the ball at midfield or inside opponent's territory. I think that, the Cowboys that, I mean, in that Eagles game had four times that they did. They got the ball four times and right. every time it was in the Eagles end of the field. In yeah. one game. Yeah. And I mean that's and, and Brady's not happy with the offense, but when <laughs> when you got the ball and, and you're not having to go that long a drive, I think the, the GOAT can can get in there a couple times. So you probably can't comprehend this. The opponents have thrown three hundred and forty seven passes so far, and the Cowboys have four interceptions. 
They got four? Four. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Everson had 11 his rookie season. <laughs> the host I, is I supposed have, to do this, right? I, 11 his rookie <laughs> season, 7 in 82, which was a strike-shortened season, nine games. Seven. In, okay, so there's 18 picks in 25 games right there. All right, you fell off in 83 and 84. I, I had four interceptions before I even started. In <laughs> I was on the bench with four In 85, he had nine interceptions, 57 in his career. So there you go. Not bad. Not bad and and I got to say, guys, I, I love the accolades, but uh, <laughs> and I love the love. But as a team, we were monsters, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mick was there. We, dude. We picked them off all the time. It was the norm. We gave up some plays. Thurman Steve. We gave up some (laughs) plays. But, man, we made so many plays. Guys you never even heard of were making interceptions. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. The, The culture was there. Victor Scott. Mm-hmm. Who knows who the hell Victor Scott? <laughs> Victor Scott got some damn interceptions. I can mm-hmm. tell you that much. Who who knows who Ricky Easley is? I know who he is because he got some interceptions with us. No one knows who who he is. Okay, you couldn't even find him right now on Facebook, probably. But that guy got a pick because he joined the culture. And the culture needs to be established here some kind of way. And I thought Chris Shaw was that guy. Even Bill Bates got picks. Bill Bates got picks. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Come on. Steve Wilson got two picks. <laughs> I took his job. <laughs> he comes back and gets two picks. Come on. I mean, that's, uh, that's Cowboy, fine. your rookie year, the Cowboys had 37 interceptions. Of course, Everson had 20 of them. No, he had 11. He had 37? Dennis Thurman had 20 oh, together. Goodness. Yeah. Thurman had nine. nine. Everson. How come he got the nickname and you didn't? I mean, how, how come it was third? Okay, He's Thurman's elder. thieves. Yeah, was, so look I, up I, the 85 season. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to look up the 85 season, and we'll get to that when we come back in just a moment. And, Everson, you got to hear Mickey's read coming up next. <laughs> oh, i got to hear this. <laughs> Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... 
It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Hey, is winter cracking you up? Then if it is, you need to go to jackblack.com. Now's the time to prep against dry, chapped winter skin. Free Winter Warriors with your $65 purchase. You get nourishing oil along with dry erase ultra calming face cream. Go to getjackblack.com, use the code WINNER, and shop now. Yay, Mickey! That was good. You stepped up your game with Everson. With Everson in the building, you stepped up your game. Hey, when you're talking about winter stuff, man, black folks get ashy. (laughs) I was all listening to everything you said on that one. Jack Black. (laughs) All right. I was trying to figure out. I pride myself, having grown up in Irving. I went to MacArthur. You went to Berkner over in Richardson. That's right. Okay? And I pride myself having pretty much known every Cowboys player that mm-hmm. came through, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned this, Ricky Easley. Easley or Eastman. Well, yeah, go ahead. It's, and I was like, I have never heard of Ricky Easley, okay? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Ricky Eastman either. Okay, okay. And I looked him up, and sure enough, not a Ricky Easley, but a Ricky Eastman. Eastman. That's right. Go. In right. 1985. Mm-hmm. Good dude. He was the skinniest guy you ever want to meet. <laughs> but one of those skinny, strong guys that he hit way harder than I did. I wouldn't throw my body in like he did. He was a good kid. I don't know that he got an interception. Though. Did he get a pick? I, he I get a pick? Not, so they had, okay, Mickey, you asked about 1985. Yes. Okay, and I looked up. Thir- they had 37 picks in 81. I'm still wrapping my head around that. That's, <laughs> okay. that's in incredible. In 85, the Cowboys had 33 interceptions. I bet we have to go back at Everson least three had nine or four years for the team to total that many. Uh, you know who got an interception in 1985 and scored a touchdown? Who was that? He would have been about a third-year player then. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. A defensive <laughs> lineman. A defensive Jim end. Jim Jeffcoat. That was <laughs> the 65-yard right. long the Giants? Giants? It may have been. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. That was, yeah, we Six, used to do that to the Giants I remember Giants the dance. I can't remember. He tried to dance in the end zone. Jeff Coat did. No, I can't yeah. see that. No. <laughs> I probably watched Well, they started the that. season off that year with five in the opener against Theismann on his birthday. Oh, yeah. I was at that yeah, game. Yeah, they yeah. sang Happy Birthday That's Monday right. Night Football. Yeah. That's yeah. right. The whole, the whole crowd sang Happy Birthday. Yeah. Now, that was a classic moment there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Classic. Never forget that. Yeah. 44-14. And Victor Scott Victor had Scott. a 26-yard pick six he in that game. He had two picks that game, I believe. And Dennis Thurman also had a pick six mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. So there you go. And then they went to St. Louis and bought their hats. Yeah, oh yeah, we were feeling ourselves. Before the game. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Took the picture. (laughs) Now just think about that. We bought some hats. Gangster hats. And see, see, see the the, the narrative there? Gangster (laughs) Why can't they just be fedoras? That's right. With Landry, Landry, it's a fedora. Okay. He wears those on the road trips. Hey, it's where I grew up. No one ever said Landry wore a gangster hat. Landry wore a hat every week. Yeah, we go buy hats all grim. of a sudden. It's like, <laughs> what are they doing? They're wearing hats. Oh, my God. We're going to lose this game and the season's over. And they did a pregame of course, TV interview, yeah, too. Dale, Dale Hanson. Hanson was having fun. And of all people that missed the interview, I missed the interview. Oh, no. I never went on the, uh, the early bus. They went on the early bus. So Dale called them and yeah. they like, cute little interview. Everybody is upset over hats. Got beat. They weren't prepared to play. We weren't prepared Mm -hmm. to play because we bought hats. 
come on, man, you give me a break. This, <laughs> that's that was the culture from from the eighties. That that's typical of the culture from the eighties. The whole defensive line got mad at us because we bought hats. Then they had to go and do a poster later with some big cowboy hats on because uh, how, how don't even think about getting gangster hats. <laughs> <laughs> got to have big 10-gallon hats. You know, that's, that, that's what we got here. So it's just crazy, man. It's that crazy. was a 21-10 to 10 loss to the Cardinals. But it wasn't the worst Cowboys Monday night football loss to the St. Louis Cardinals. What happened there? That would have been 1970 when Dandy Don Meredith was in the broadcast booth what did he say? at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> Before the team even moved into Texas Stadium, my daddy took me to that game, and the Cowboys lost 38 to nothing. To and the I, Cardinals? To the Cardinals. Was it a playoff the St. Louis, game? No, it was middle of the season. Yeah, it was Cardinals, Monday, Cardinals Monday night don't win game. playoff games. And uh, towards the end of that game, the, the Cowboy crowd – turned towards the broadcast booth and started chanting, we want Dandy, we want Dandy. Dandy so. was the best. That was the best Monday night crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Howard what was the worst? No, the never worst? mind. <laughs> you can say right now. <laughs> they were oh, fun back then. Some comedian. <laughs> All right. Um, Cowboys off. We haven't got your your thoughts on the Cowboys offense right now. These receivers Offensive. are pretty good, aren't they? They are good. They are good. And, and I, I like how, you know, Dak's picking out, you know, who's whoever's on the menu today. You know, uh, Coop's not doing well. That's okay. You know, we'll go to the young kid. See how he does. And Cobb, I've always said it from day one, I love me some hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Love me some hot sauce. But Cobb is the man. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cobb is is premier slot receiver. He always was. I don't know what happened in in, in Green Bay. But but having him here, and if if Dak keeps showing the way he's showing, how he can connect with every receiver, to me, Cobb, besides Cooper, is going to be the most important player on the team this year. Wow. Well, and, and, and the only thing that's really hold held, sorry, Mick. The only thing that's really held him back, like you mentioned Green Bay was his health. You know, he yep. had the hamstring thing, but I mean, he was he was a go-to guy for Rodgers for all those years. Yeah, and that's what happened in Green Bay last year whenever they they soured on him, always getting old. He had a hamstring injury. Then he had a concussion. And if you looked at what he was doing up to that point, he was awfully productive. And even the Previous year, when Aaron Rodgers went out basically for the season, prior to his injury, he he was on pace for like an 80-catch season. And then you got a rookie quarterback who was in over his head – and, and they blame Cobb. They blame yeah, Cobb. so his, his numbers yeah. aren't going to be the same as <laughs> right. when he's got Aaron Rodgers. And, right. and think about it. Where, where do rookie quarterbacks have problems? They have problems down the middle of the field where your slot receiver is in the tight end. Too right? much of congestion in right? there. Right? Yeah. Just want to throw it to the outside. Off in there. Correct. And, and so, yeah, but boy, he, he, all I know is every time he played the Cowboys, he, he punished them. Every time he played everybody, he punished yeah. them. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is a guy that – this was probably the steal for us of the season. I thought so, too. And this, I, I think he, he will do as much for our team as Coop did when he came uh, last year. I think I think this guy – you saw it. You know, he, he complimented uh, – uh, um, why can't I think of the other receiver's name? Michael Gallup. 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 Very well. Complimenting him very well. Uh, you can see that this team offensively, they can. I can see why they get a little cocky every once in a while. You know, they, you get full of themselves because sometimes it just looks like it's just Too easy. picking cherries, man. Yeah. yeah. It, they're just wide open all the time. So all of a sudden now you get a team, say, with New Orleans, where you got some rece- the DBs that want to get in the receiver's faces, no free release off the, off the uh, line make it a little bit more uncomfortable for them. But now they're adjusting to that as well. So 
Right now, I, I see them being challenged more with better teams, of course, coming up. But I look for them. I look forward to them really uh, uh, settling in. You asked me about uh, what I think about this team. I think that when their back is against the wall, unfortunately, they, that's when they play. That's when the coaches become more focused. Now, the surprise is I thought that that would come uh, against the, the, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be yeah. the beginning of yeah. our march. Yeah. Uh, but still, you, if you're looking at, what, go uh, four and two from here, right? You go four and two from here, you're looking good. And, looking and good. you know what? And this all takes us back to where we started talking about the defense because sometimes you've got to win a game when you don't score 30 points. And so far, every game they've won, they've scored at least 30 points. So sometimes you got to score 24 and mm-hmm. win, you know, and, and that hasn't happened yet. All right. It's 11.45. We go until 11.45, so we're done for today. <laughs> we're done, man. That was yeah. a fast 45 minutes. That was. Stuff to that say. Well, well, okay, we're going to have you back. <laughs> what, you're, okay? You got to tomorrow. Okay. And I've got some stuff for tomorrow, All too, right. by the Very way. Good. I can't wait to dive into this matchup against the Patriots the rest of the week. Uh, Our thanks to Everson Walls joining us today. For Rob and Mickey, I'm Bill, and we'll talk at you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?